Welcome to Fort Dram and Goal, where tonight we're talking politics. We're talking valuable alternative energy resources as compared to fossil fuels. And we're going to debate which candidate had the best economic plan procedure to get us out of this global debt. What do you think about that, dick? Nope, we're not going to do any of that. Absolutely. We're going to drink whiskey. We're going to talk this badass weekend in sports that we just had. And then we're going to have a long tasting where we're probably going to get pretty shasty by the end of it. So it should get entertaining as it goes on. Sit back, relax. And in the famous words of the damn freaking Brady, let's go. All right, so, Dick, what did you think of that intro I threw at you? Hey, I think it was the best one you've done this year. F and A. I kind of went Will Ferrell in old school. I'm not going to lie. I blacked out, and I couldn't repeat what I said if I tried. It's nice to think that you were that good. Ooh. Um, Well, you know, unless we had some Facebook political posting warrior on the show, they'd probably be like, that was just your basic political knowledge that, you know, anybody can come up with. My response would, of course, be go fuck yourself. And I would agree with you. My best performing nights were when I was blacked out. So I'm with you there. Well, no judgment zone, buddy. All right. So I'm not even going to ask you what you're drinking because we've got a lot to get into. Uh, we are doing a tasting tonight, and it's going to be quite a bit of drinks in our system by the end of it. Um, so when we were talking about the topic for tonight we knew we wanted to do a tasting uh we wanted to do a blind tasting and there was two options we could have done like a four horsemen segment or we could have done an original six for our one or two hockey fans we got out there so mathematically six glasses versus four glasses well yeah that's an easy decision we decided we're going to drink six glasses tonight so a little background information for you on the original six that was the original six NHL teams that lasted from 1942 to 1967. All right, stay with me. We had a Texas team in the Stanley Cup, for goodness sake, so start to learn a little bit more. Uh, those six teams were the Detroit Red Wings, Chicago Blackhawks, Boston Bruins, New York Rangers, Montreal Canadiens, and Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, sidebar. And I'll ask Dick what he thinks. I think the the Detroit Red Wings and the Chicago Blackhawks, man, those are two of the best uniforms in sports. And if you don't agree with me, I will bite you, dog. What do you think? So admittedly, I'm not the NHL fan that you are. No shit. I've always got to, got to go back to I really dig the fact that the Knicks and Islanders run the same uniform combination. So I'm a little bit I'm a little bit uh, partial. So irrelevant to what I said, but I love the A for effort. Um, yeah, the Red Wings, man, they wore that red jersey is nice uh, without even getting into the politics part of the Blackhawks uniform. As I said, we're not going to do that. But, man, the colors on, on that uniform are sweet. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, we got to start drinking here soon or we're going to be here till tomorrow morning. So what we did is we are thinking, well, what are like the original six bourbons? What are six whiskeys that you can walk into the bar, you can try, 
And then out of those six, which one's the best? Now we kind of had to coordinate a little bit, you know, what's available, what's not available. And there is a couple here that you may think are not your traditional original, but we do have a couple in there. Dick, you want to set us up with what we got? Yeah. So the list that we landed on, and this really was what's readily available to Kurt's point. And what did we actually feel like drinking? Uh, We've got, yeah. So we've got some classics. Um, first one we've got is Buffalo Trace. I think Kurt and I are a little partial to hoping that one wins and hoping we're not disappointing ourselves. Got the original Wild Turkey, so that's the 90 proof. Got Bullet Bourbon, and that's the original level. And then we have an Evan Williams Black label at 80 proof. We also have your good old Jim Beam. This is the extra aged black label. And your high school favorite Jack Daniels, because why the fuck not? Why not? Um, so what are your expectations of tonight, Dick? I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, my hope is that Buffalo Trace wins and that I'm not disappointed, like I said, in ourselves. My thought is Wild Turkey is probably going to win, probably followed by Bullet. Buffalo is probably going to pull in third. And then I, I think we'll be able to weasel out the lower, cheaper <laughs> bourbons. All right. So I have two expectations. I, I'll, I'll take that back. I'll say three. One, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be a little upset. The second, I'm going to like Edward Norton fight club myself if I get this one wrong. And then the third one's just going to happen. First, Buffalo Trace better be in my top two. Okay. Because like I said, we've talked about this. I love me some wild turkey. I said it last week. So if wild turkey comes out on top, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Russell family. Uh, it's up there. It's right underneath the Buffalo Trace line, in my opinion. They make some good stuff. Long Branch came out recently. That just added to it. Um, two, now this is the one that's going to piss me off. If I don't identify the Jack Daniels out of the lineup, yeah, I'm just going to fight myself. Um, that's going to happen. I mean, I've, <laughs> you know, Frank Sinatra in the background, Black Label, high school college you know two weeks ago uh so yeah that's a guarantee and then the third thing it's gonna get tougher as the night goes on because then we're gonna get into like the fourth fifth sixth class of the night so it'll be interesting so yeah those are my expectations yeah i have one expectation that i hope doesn't happen and i throw up from drinking jack daniels again Ooh, i remember my first drink all right Let's get into it. Before we get into our college football segment, we're going to start with this class number one. We got the wives involved. That's always a good thing. They poured uh, the glasses for us. They had the glasses numbered one through six. So let's take a dive into number one. What do you get? Hmm. What's your nose? Oh, this is a good one to start with. Yeah, I've already written mine down. Mm-hmm. What you think your number one is? Jeez, oh no, goodness. no. What I've only smelled number one, but I've, I've written what I'm getting. I'm getting like mm. rose, proofy. There's a little back end proofiness, which makes me makes me think this is one of the higher proof ones. And then a lot of cinnamon and like apple sugar situation, like a green apple. I'm getting orange, man. Yeah, that is not buffalo. A little bit of orange, uh, a mint. 
A mint on the nose? Yeah, citrus, which is making me think that it's not not the buffalo because of that high citrus smell I'm getting. It does it does smell great, which I'm sure all these are going to by the top of the hour. I don't know. This one might not taste great. Oh, yeah, that's not buffalo. <laughs> yep, that's, that's what I said. <laughs> I get like tobacco. Hmm. And the smell's telling me that's definitely not Jack Daniels. That is not Jack Daniels. That has a distinctive smell. It doesn't smell like, you know, rum Keith, Ur- Keith Urban's deodorant. You know what I mean? I thought that was his ball powder. Okay. Well, that's definitely not going to be the front of the list if um, what I'm expecting. I'm, I'm going to take a middle of the road here, and I'm going to go that that's EW. I'm going to say Jim Beam. It's so sweet. And you see, if those two are like, if I get those two confused and those are like five and six on the list, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Yeah. All right. So before we go to the next one, give this a one to five rating. Okay. So this is the first time that we're actually getting to use our rating system. Um, And see, that's tough, man, because usually we get to sit there for a good, you know, 20 minutes we're gonna do six glasses so we got to start doing this i'm gonna give this a i'm giving this a two definitely a two that's literally what i just wrote down nice Ooh, back in definitely a little peanuts peanuts on the back end of the taste there you got nuts on the back of your mouth yeah right in the back of the tongue yes sir all right, moving on. What are, we talk- like, what are we talking first, sports dick? So let's talk Big Ten. Let's talk the upset. What are your thoughts? Indiana over Penn State. I think, I think he definitely going by the rules, and you've heard it over and over on you know Sports Center this week. Going by the rule, inconclusive. The angle of the ball, people were going crazy about the pylon on social media. I actually think it may have crossed the white line before it hit the pylon with the angle that it was at. Yeah. So, and then here's the other thing. And of course, I'm going to get, well, you don't play. Of course, I don't play. Don't be in that close of a game with Indiana. Don't let it come down to that. I mean, you're Penn State, you're supposed to be two or three in the Big Ten. Don't do that. Um, so, yeah. Congratulations to Indiana for pulling that off. What'd you think? I think there was a lot of similarities between that situation and the Atlanta game. You know, like Gurley inadvertently crossing the line would you try not to? Wait till we get to that later, because I've got a lot to say about that one too. All right. Don't don't even give me wait till the NFL segment on that. All right. I won't get you started yet. Get a few more drinks in you. I think at the end of the day, what you, your last comment was point, right? Don't play that close to fucking Indiana. Quit playing below the bar. Quit playing down to your competition. Um, I think that's what separates the greats and the goods. Ohio well, State never plays down. I don't like right. them, but they never play down to that competition. 
Well, yeah, and I'll 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 give my little segment on teams playing down right now in just a second. The Nebraska game started great, man. First half, it was exciting. Nebraska goes down the field, scores in the blink of an eye. You're thinking, oh crap. Uh, McCaffrey was very exciting in that first drive to watch. Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty close game, and then it just got ugly. Did you catch any of that one? I did not catch it. I caught some of the highlights post, um, but I, I think it's very reminiscent of every Ohio State game where they they're playing a lower ranked competition. There may be close the first couple of drives going back and forth, but either Ohio State just stomps on the gas or gets a stop, and it doesn't stop from there. It's very similar to the way Alabama plays. I watch Alabama every year, A and M, and A and M scores on the first drive. Alabama scores on the first drive. We we kick a field goal. They go score a touchdown, and then it's off to the races from there. We just can't catch up. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll kind of go into my little segment here, what I think the, the problem is right now. And we've talked about this before. This offseason, like everything else this year, was completely, you know, unheard of. You had teams not practicing for weeks. You had other teams, you know, practicing during that same time you had some teams 20 players are out because of covid some teams 40 players there was that you know rumor going around that ut had like 40 players out at one time so the preparation this year was unheard of so i was expecting the crazy upsets i was expecting the teams to to beat teams that wouldn't usually happen because you just don't know how everyone got to prepare this year you know, last week, Alabama's getting ready to go in against Georgia. Who knows how much? I mean, I'm sure he was able to work his magic. You know, Nick Saban was around one of the biggest games of the year day before. So and uh, they were talking on ESPN, you know, how did that affect the NFL? And I think it was Saturday, you know, the old center. He was saying maybe 20 percent. I think it's different for college kids, man. I mean, they're still kids. So, yeah, I mean, it's just something we haven't seen. I think high school teams are, are dealing with it, too. I think you're going to see a large number of upsets this year because some teams were able to better prepare than others, and that's going to, of course, lead to an advantage. That's more reps. That's, you know, teams spending more time together. I mean, what do you think? It varies, right? So you're going to have less, in my opinion, variation of what you would see between the regular season and preseason or regular season and training camp. When you're talking about like consummate professionals at the NFL layer, I think the collegiate, you know, a lot of those teams are getting there, but let's, let's think about the caliber of talent that's on those top tier teams, right? Those are soon to be pro players. Those guys have been playing ball their whole life. Those are guys that have professional coaches in the off season. So yeah, you're going to see a little bit of drop off, but I don't think it's going to be as drastic in the college ranks that you're going to see in like high school and middle school, right? And you should see little in the NFL, in my opinion, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, these guys have been – you can pitch and catch the ball and relatively be social distance, right? Just don't lick the ball afterwards. But on a defense side, I think we've seen that in the NFL, and I really do expect to see that in the, in the Big Ten a bit more, just the lack of tackling. When you look at the yeah. SEC defenses the first four weeks, poor, piss poor tackling. And that, I think, inlays the separation between caliber and then what side of the ball you're on. Yeah, I mean, but 
I, I think you're also noticing it in, in the big games. You know, LSU loses the first one to Mississippi State at the beginning yeah. of the year. You know, LSU needed as much preparation as they could because of what they lost last year. And then look at old boy over in Oklahoma, Spencer Radler. I mean, he was struggling. He needed the preparation this year. You know, he was the first guy, not a transfer coming in, uh, needed as many reps as he could. And then this just, you know, throws him the biggest curveball he can he can get. I think he's kind of hit his stride. Um, he got he, he got the medicated preparation. HLSU defense still has the over-the-counter. <laughs> he did, but uh, it's not like he was doing really bad those first couple games, but he made a couple, you know, mistakes that they were talking about on the games and and uh, yeah so i think that's why you're going to see more upsets you're going to see one week notre dame you know as close as can be to what was it louisville last week and then this week they just smoked pittsburgh you'll see a trend i think you'll see teams get much better as the year goes on which usually does happen but just those upsets because of so much uncertainty there was this off season. So speaking of upsets, let's talk the AP Top 25 after the second drink. After the second drink, let's look into it. Ooh, this one's weird. This is not Jack either. But see, that's why I just want to scream out, this is Jack. This is Jack. <laughs> I know. I, I, know. I, I don't want to mess that one up. I think this is one of the... Hmm. So I think this is probably Jim Beam. No, Evan Williams. I'm sorry. I'm still nosing it. Hmm. Ooh, that's got a spice right in the front. Spice and burn. This one's more wood than the last one, definitely. That ethanol is higher on this one. On the smell? Yeah. See, I don't pick that up. Yeah, I get a little bit more heat than the last one. Last one was citrus, a little floral. This is this is this is a wood heat. See what you call ethanol, I think is what I call corn. Really? Yeah. Kind of like that corn sweetness, light, airy. Kind of hell kind of corn was I eating growing up then? Well, I don't think it's corn the way you and I think corn. I think it's corn like as in grain, like ethanol is made from corn. I think that's where you and I think that's where the correlation is. Correlation. First sexy word of the night. Cornelation? Eh? Eh? Cunning lingus. Coronation. <laughs> what I also don't want to happen is like all six of them like, oh, this is the Jim Beam. Oh, this is the Evan Williams. Oh, this is the Jim Beam. You see, it would be really funny if they poured the same whiskey in all of them. I could not, I would not put that past my wife. Oh, the yeah. Jack, the Jack Daniels looks extra empty. <laughs> you want to take up my night? Well, screw your little taste testing. How about this, asshole? Gotcha, bitch. Mm, yeah, that's a that's a pungy one, man. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Mm. Ooh, and I'll be honest, bad with you, aftertaste. I've never had Jim Beam extra aged, so that's where I'm a little bit. I don't think I've had this Evan Williams either. 
I'm going to say, because what we did, just so people know, like the Evan Williams, the Jim B mixer age and the bullet, we bought the little air pilling bottles. So it's not like what we had sitting on the shelf. We we're trying to get a variety. Ah, that one lingers. That's like a mouthwash feeling on your tongue. Yeah, me no likey. Me, okay. Give it a one out of five on this one. I think that's Buffalo Trace. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like mm. such a douchebag. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. Well, I mean, you are. I'm going to go just because I want to hopes and dreams of eliminating them. I'm going to go Jim Beam on this one. And that, my friend, is going to be a. I've had some really, really bad whiskeys that I've given a one to. Like, they're bad. So I'm going to stick with two. You'll find as we do this show, like, one is, like, piss water, you know, just not a favorite. Like, oh, yeah, I'll go two. All right, I'm going to break the system. I'm going to say 1.5. Oh, look at me. 1.5. You see, I was going to ease the listeners into it. I was going to make it very nice and easy. But now, oh, here comes the Aggie with this big fancy rating scale. Another big win this week, which I'm not bragging because it's just a win, and it was a very, it was a very fortunate one. Or you know, maybe we've got another case of that team was way overrated. The Texas Tech Red Raiders got a victory over West Virginia. Man, I I, I was happy. Well, realistically, cat, realistically happy. Fair enough. And AM didn't get beat by a bye week. So I'll take that as a win as well. And then I tell you all what. Right, all right. Back to your best friend, the AP poll, because I know you are ready Ooh. to just dive into that one. I mean, let's talk the AP poll, right? Let's, let's talk about the Associated Press top 25 and what a crock of shit it is. It doesn't rank my team as high as I want it to. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with that. In fact, I'm actually nothing gonna... to do with that after your we just got beat on a bye week comment. <laughs> Said we didn't get beat on a bye week. Yeah, okay. So no, it has nothing to do with that. Really, I mean I have my, my grudges, obviously. We beat Florida and Florida was still ahead of us. I don't understand how that works, but let's let's talk about it sitting right now. So if you look at week eight, I believe it is, you got Clemson set at number one. Bama's at number two. And then Ohio State, who hasn't played a game all year and beat who again, Kurt? Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They come in with 1-0, and and they're sitting above, and this is going to hurt me to say, a Notre Dame squad that deserves to be in the top three. And no, a Georgia squad. No, no, they fucking don't. And I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. But what happens when Notre Dame gets into the big game, the playoff game, or the big bowl game? Okay. But Ohio State hasn't been in any games. Did against you not any- see Justin did- Fields this week? I didn't say it. Once again, it gets into the whole conversation of one play, one player, one game does not define how good your team is. So it's their fault they play for a punk-ass conference that had to take a couple months off and should start at like 25 when you know they're badass? No, but I think it goes back to a point I made a couple times is you really shouldn't have rankings in the first oh, three to four weeks, and you shouldn't be ranked if you don't have more than three games, four games under your belt. What's it hurt? 
I mean, I don't think it hurts anything. I mean, the first three weeks. It, it, it hurts national hype. It hurts the point that now oh. Ohio State's a number three team. And so when they go play Penn State, who just lost to Indiana, oh, was it a quality loss? No. No, it's not. You sound like a fun sucker right now. You sound like a big old fun sucker. I'm just laying down like opinions based in hard facts. No, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So, like, what do you think of a team sitting at seven like Cincinnati who just it's beat a, SMU? It's an interesting one, right? I mean, you talk about some of those teams in the, in the G5 that actually go undefeated. Do they deserve a shot? I don't think they deserve a conference shot, but you put them at a seven. Do I think Cincinnati could beat A&M sitting at number eight? There's a fucking chance. Yeah. Do I think they could beat Oklahoma State? Probably not. Do I think they could beat Georgia or anybody above them? Probably not. And could they beat Ohio State? No. But Ohio State hasn't proven anything yet, other than they have Justin Fields, who went off against a Nebraska defense that should have been on the fucking field. So, did so? okay, Ohio State kicks ass. Do they prove more than, like, 5-0 and Coastal Carolina, who's sitting at 20 right now? I, I, I love Coastal Carolina. <laughs> Why? Because of the field? No, I love Coastal Carolina because of their coach multiple years ago, like talking about how we're not kitty cats. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. If you haven't seen Coastal Carolina's field, it is like an aqua. It's it's and it's like old and beat up, or maybe it's brand new. I don't know, but it looks old and beat up on TV. And if they're, cool. if they're going for the Boise State effect, it's not working. Well, um, fun fact is after Boise State went blue, there was a there was a regulation put in by the NCAA that nobody could do anything other than a shade of green. And Eastern Washington's in that same boat with that red field. So you're never going to see anything other. That's like as Coastal Carolina's like as far as they can stray with still staying in the, the guidelines. And I think they got rid of the Eastern Washington field, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> I don't, so I've been like, watching Eastern Washington play in like five years. So that's true, too. So what do you like? So I'll, I'll agree with you to a point. Like, I don't think USC should be sitting at 21 when they haven't played a game. A hundred percent agree. Now, if they play a game like Ohio State, did if they play a game like there have well, you know who's in front of them at seventeen? Indiana, exactly. So that one worked out for you. Um, yeah, I think Ohio State showed up, hell of a performance. I think that they would have been there preseason anyway. I think they are arguably the third best team in the country. So I'm okay with it. USC hasn't played a game. 20, yeah, let them play one game at least and then throw them in there. I'm interested to see Oklahoma State because apparently there were some people that thought that they didn't prove enough this week against Iowa State. And I'm not going to act like I watched that game, but I will be watching them this week against Texas. Saw them off. I think my favorite one on this list, out of all of them, all of them, is Oregon. Sitting at 14 with zero wins, zero losses. How, number one, and two, do we even know what major offensive weapon they have this year? Their uniforms? Nike's money? The distraction that is the Oregon uniform? I don't know. I I can't say much about the Pac-12 right now until they play. Um, BYU's got that quarterback, though, that's kind of making some noise. I ha- I've seen him very briefly 
Zach Wilson, have you got to check him out at all? I haven't. Apparently, his draft stock is growing. Uh, that's always a cool thing to see these quarterbacks come out of nowhere. So he's a grower, not a shower? As am I, my friend. As am I. You ready to dive into number three here? Yeah, let's get there before it gets weirder. That's already weird, my friend. Ooh, I, this might be Buffalo. This is sweet. This is sugary. If it has, if it has that patented Buffalo easy sip. Nope. No, 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 no. I know what this is. Oh, yeah. I know what this is, my friend. Say it. Say it. You, the Mickey Blue Eyes music. Mm. Oh, I've got, I've got charcoal. <laughs> I've got cigarette ash coming out of my fingers, and I don't even have a cigarette. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. What is that aftertaste? I, I honestly have not had this in 10 years. Oh, yes, that's it. I told you I knew it as soon as I got it because there's the oh the, the nose doesn't give it away from me anymore. Is that a wet diaper? It might be. Oh, wait, 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 wait. They're on the nose, like in the back end of the nose. There's that hint of like charcoal. Yes. So, yes, on the classic Jack Daniels nose. You do get charcoal. You get your smoke. Wood. You get a very, very small hint of vanilla. Maybe like burnt vanilla, if that makes sense. Mm. And then on on the taste, you just get that musk. That funk. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. That is a classic right there. I'm going to put that glass down. <clears throat> but I told you, as soon as you... I was going to be so mad if I didn't identify that. I can't, did, did I hear the words, this may be buffalo, come out of your mouth? When I first smelled it, I only like took a nice... And I was like, that's sweet and sugary. It felt light. And then as you take that deeper smell, you get that like burn. And it's not like, oh, I smelled <laughs> alcohol burn. But it's like that wood burn charcoal like it's like a lady just put some nail polish and then is smoking down a marlboro outside that's what i got swisher sweets Mm. oh man i'm gonna finish this glass you better fucking not it's so good it's so good and you know what the funny thing is if this isn't jack daniels i'm gonna be so pissed i'm gonna feel like i disrespected every Jack Daniels pool parlor around the country. Oh, old number seven is not giving a seven out of five. That tastes like Lynchburg, Tennessee, my friends. Lynchburg, Tennessee. Is that where Jack Daniels is made? It is. (laughs) It's a dry county. I'm going to give this a good old three because this is just an old faithful. And if you throw one at me, we're not friends anymore. I guess we can call it quits now. <laughs> I'm throwing a one. Uh, here, okay. So we we knew we needed Jim Beam, Wild Turkey, um, Buffalo Trace, 
Evan Williams, and there's probably some that you know you guys think of more than those. But then we were like, okay, let's get to six, and Soko was going to be a possibility. I we came it. to our senses. We came. We did buy it. We came to our senses because that was another one that if you don't identify Soko right off the bat, you could possibly have COVID right now because it's just it's it's strong. It's so strong. Well, that and we did not want you to do another Edo segment. <laughs> oh, you mean the coach at Ogeron? I can't wait to get feedback on that voice. If I get a simple cut that shit out, done. It's gone. It's retired. All right. Are we going pro football? Or are we doing our cocktail recipes? What do you want to do? Ooh. Let's go pro football. Well, let's get you into the the thing you told me not to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. You mean the tremendous F-up known as the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about the fact that this is a shit show of a team, but if you have it on fantasy, it's great. <laughs> yeah, real great. I had a, I have a buddy who, I'm, to put it nicely, he's not a real man's man. <laughs> he needs help with a lot of things, including, and don't be this guy, including somebody doing his NFL picks for him. Well, guess who he goes to? So I would have been perfect yesterday if it wasn't for Todd Gurley in the Atlanta Falcons. And I didn't even watch the game because I was so I had changed it. The Cleveland game was on, you know, Baker Mayfield leaves, leads the drive, keeps my streak alive. And then at the bottom of the ticker, Lions win. And it's like, how do they keep doing this? It's an art. It's it. Hard. it almost feels intentional. I mean, Todd Gurley, you know, pro bowler, a lot more talent, more talent in his left fingernails than me. But I'm pretty sure if I tried to stop by the goal line, I mean, shoot, I could have came up 10 yards short, you know, no problem. But then on the flip side, why why do you give it to Gurley in that situation? You know the guy has a nose for the end zone. You know he's a scorer. You know he is a downhill runner why not put your back up in there and just say lay on it i don't know i like i said i honestly did not i've just seen the picture that everyone's saying like this is 2020 with all the lions players holding up the touchdown signal and he's like in the end zone so i i don't know i don't know how they keep doing it i did call the cowboys victory before it happened i kind of said like guys don't worry they've done this before and then sure enough so I don't know, man. Is is Matt Ryan just wasting away there? Uh, I don't know. I I think he's great for Atlanta, and I think his time has. It's time to go draft yourself someone decent. Let Matt Ryan, you know, rub his professionalism off on him and start rebuilding. Uh, they have some great weapons, though. They could make a run. You've got Jones. You've got Ridley. Their defense plays sometimes, and sometimes they don't. It may go back to what we talked about earlier about, you know, just that 2020 being 2020. But I think really here is a little bit of a different story, right? So they make the they make the touchdown. It's a minute 40 left, something like that. And Matt Stafford, the guy who 
you could ask the same question. Is he just oh, the other guy it? wasting his career away? <laughs> but I have watched him, and I don't watch the Lions on a regular basis, <clears throat> but I have watched him enough times that this dude has an innate skill to lead a team down and score last minute touchdowns to either close out halves or win games, the few that they do. Like, yeah, he, the only problem is he only does it like three or four times a year, and that's their wins for the year. But that's the problem. At three or four times a year for most quarterbacks, get you to a 10-11 win season, right? He's doing all of his wins on game. All right, boys, let's go get number five for the season. (laughs) No, yeah, I understand. I'm going to start calling players like Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan. I'm going to start calling them Dick's Bottles. Just good talent just sitting there on the shelf wasting away because you do have a knack for that. You're you're the (laughs) owner of the freaking – uh, Atlanta Falcons. I'll tell you, who, <laughs> I Lions hate to just wasting away in the cabinet. I hate to say it, man, but JJ Watt is a big old dick's bottle, man. I want them to trade him. It's <laughs> gotten to that point. Um, and I'm saying that with a straight face, and it kills me. But he needs to get out of there. He needs to go somewhere. I'm mm-hmm. not going to say the Chiefs because, like, That'd Le'Veon cool. Bell. No, but Le'Veon Bell going to the Chiefs is awesome. It's just so damn hard to repeat, you know? It is, but Le'Veon Bell going to the Chiefs, so does it really add that much to their offensive power? I mean, uh, yeah, Dick. They've got, they've got a good running back stable right now. I think it's the right move for everybody involved. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't make them that much more of a competitor. Now, your boy. Rich get richer, my friend. Now, your boy, Watt going to the Chiefs makes them a better team. Don't get me wrong. They killed it in fantasy defense this week. But I hope he goes somewhere like, you know, and guys, this is not me looking at cap numbers, money. This is just dream scenarios. I hope he goes somewhere like uh, Baltimore. Baltimore Mm. would be pretty good. Watching, speaking of, um, as I'm watching the Rams right now, pretty typical LA Rams game. It's 10 to 3 over Big Dick Nick. Um, same division. The Cardinals last night. I think he could sure as hell make that Seattle defensive line better. He could, but think about how much better the LA defense would be. I mean, yeah, the Rams would be nice too, but I mean, I think. That's and let's let's be honest. JJ Watt is not the JJ Watt of five six years ago. I'm saying for his own sake, I'd like to see him kind of compete these last couple of years because Texans aren't going to do anything this year. They're basically irrelevant. You don't feel as bad for Deshaun Watson because he's got time, but yeah, somebody like JJ needs to get somewhere where he's going to have a chance. Probably this year and next year. I don't see him playing much longer after that. So I think, I think you already hit the nail on the head. I think it is the Chiefs. It's his best shot. I literally said I hope not the Chiefs and name like three other teams. But if you're talking about you want the boy to go get a ring, okay, two two options. All right, stay in the AFC, go to the Chiefs, right, or switch conferences and go to the Buccaneers. Hmm. Tom Brady, they looked good yesterday. Not gonna lie. Not just Tom Brady, but who else is gonna be joining? Brown. 
I know. I was just thinking of a way to say it without like, oh, the fucking guy who beat the shadow. <laughs> yes. That speaking of the rich getting richer, that is a team hitting their stride, and somebody like Antonio Brown's gonna go in there and just make <laughs> just make things better. Really, out of all the things you said, you go with the foot. That was the, the funniest thing that happened. You go with the cryotherapy foot. That was the funniest thing to happen in an entire saga. That could have happened to anybody. But it it, it happened to Antonio Brown. He got browned. <laughs> Different context. Same outcome. Your boy. I know we talked about it on the half episode. We talked about the Cowboys possible replacements. What did you what do you think? So I think they've got one good option here. And that option is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm sorry, say that again because I swear <laughs> I swear I didn't hear that correctly. What did you say? Uh Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm. So we're gonna we're our goal is to be five hundred the rest of the year, is what you're saying. Which the way the Cowboys have been playing, yeah, I guess that would be a good thing. It's a step up. I don't I don't know, and I'm curious what your perspective is here. Another quarterback in another situation that is going to make them better than their current one. Better than so your current one, you're saying Andy Dalton? Who I'm assuming Andy Dalton's going to be out. No shit. I mean, that was rough. That uh, was that was one of the worst hits I've seen. His helmet came off. So, I don't know. You start thinking about Mike McCarthy's offense. Are there any veterans that will, you know, played under his system that could possibly come in and not just necess- not necessarily be a star and take over, but somebody who's going to function, uh, be familiar, and keep it going? I mean, I don't know. You can go in that direction. I can't think. Who's available, though? That's the thing. I couldn't even t- I'm, I'm not an expert on backup. Green Bay Packers quarterbacks. I'm just trying to think of transitions. Now, if I'm going, <laughs> oh man, you want me to throw a name out there at you? Do it. Why not? Mr. Jerry Jones himself. Mr. Fans in the stands. Why don't you go out there and you give a guy a job who would rattle things up make things a little bit more exciting than they are in Jerry's world right now. Why don't you go sign Colin Kaepernick? Upset alert. I have a stance on that. I think when you talked about, and we're not going to get political on this, but I think if you talk about Colin Kaepernick's political positions and him willing to not take jobs or take a stance on things, I really don't believe that he would put himself in a position to be to play for Jerry Jones. If Jerry Jones is going to go sign him, he's going to have another option here pretty soon. All right, not too political, not too political. I just wanted to throw a name and get a little shake rattle. And a little I love from it. you. I, I would it. think I would think it would be awesome. I think it'd be freaking sweet. Is it going to happen? Probably not because he's been tied to so many other teams that were. I, I, I would say in worse situations, but it's looking pretty bad in Dallas right now after winning to the no-name Washington Football Club, who apparently might keep that name next year, which is, oh, God, there's so many cool names they can go with. Red Tails. Red, Red Tails, Wings. yes. The Red Wolves was That was awesome. pretty cool. 
I did like Red Tails, though. I think it kind of did a solid, when we talk about the political stance, at least Home from the to the, yeah. 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 Washington, I mean, you can have something like that. For sure. Uh, I just don't understand it. Like, I, I I don't know if they're trying, like, oh, maybe we can have this name and, you know, stick with it and make it popular because that's not going to happen. No, it's not. Um, um, it, yeah. It's, it's a backward letter from WTF every time. True that. Did not even put that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So quarterbacks, I don't know. I don't, I, it's I, rough I, right I, now. It is rough out there. Now, I will tell you my favorite play from the entire week. The entire week, college, pro, high school, peewee. Daniel Jones. Oh. Running down the field, wide open, 80 yards, trips on the ghost of his athletic ability. Well, that's what happens when you run faster than Lamar Jackson. Your body can't control it. His brain, literally, he was going so fast, his brain could not function and control his biomechanics, and he munched it. I mean, poor guy. I don't know. I probably would have done the same thing, except definitely not in it has gotten as far as he did and definitely not gotten as fast as he was. He's got a long stride. He does. Uh feel like his brain said, ejecto cedo, cuz, and we're done. <laughs> Typical NFL East fashion right there for you. That's that's the NFC, NFC East in a nutshell for 2020. All right. So before we get farther down this rabbit hole, let's, let's talk about number four. Ooh, there's... What is that? There's wood. Caramel. Or caramel. There's like a sugar that I can't point. What are you getting? I'm getting... Hmm. I'm not getting much. It's very faint. Like you're having to hunt for it. Yes. So it tells me it's probably not very perfect. Not really. Too many. Uh... So I'm going in two directions on this. Either I already got one of these wrong. Ooh, I got or... marshmallow there. I could get that because it's, it's so airy. Like that sweetness is airy. Yeah. And so I'm going two directions. I already got one of these wrong because the proof is so low. Or the taste is gonna kick my ass. Ooh, that's a that's a Scotch kind of a funk. Uh-huh. It's got like upper palate burn for me. Ooh, that's your. I'm getting that wheat. This is not buffalo. No. Mm. So if I look what's left on my list, I've got bullet, wild turkey, or yeah, it's either bullet or wild turkey. Or I got. I'm going. There. I was thinking bullet. I'm. I'm not a big bullet guy. I've had it a rare times, but that that whole Scott's familiarity is coming back to me. Oh yeah. man! But if you take a, 
big grassy nose. It's reminding me of something and I'm trying to put it together. I, I like the grassy call out because I do get that on the nose. Pull out your little nifty kit. Oh, it's not here yet. It shipped yesterday. Dude, I got grass in like crayons. <laughs> crayons an interesting one. On the nose. On the taste. It's that it's that scotch. See, I don't get the florals like a scotch. I don't get that. It's not very viscous either. It's watery. And if I look at the bullet. There's not a strong smell. There's not a strong taste. So this bullet is 80 proof. I think this is bullet. I concur. I'm going another two. I mean, these are all going to be, this is what I expected. I expected these to be, you know, there's only, there's only two that, uh, that I, I figured we're going to stick out. I'm sarcastic about the Jack Daniels, even though I, I did, I have drank it a lot. I will very often, um, crave Jack Daniels and go in and buy it. But uh, it's it's what I'm expecting. But the only problem is from what we've put together, five and six have to be wild turkey and buffalo trace. But the problem is I'm looking at number six, and number six ain't got no color, man. And that don't look like a buffalo trace or wild turkey to me. I mean, maybe it's my lighting. What do you? I mean, that looks. I think it's your lighting. Really? Yeah, because I've got the same situation, but I've got the five and six under a lamp. Oh, sorry, Mr. Fancy Lamp. All right. I'm grabbing five. Grabbing five. Yep. Okay. Well, we talked about this last week. We talked about cocktails. Now, when it comes to cocktails, I don't do them often. And when I do, it's the same thing over and over. You know, we're not here to bash the Coke and whiskey people were not here to tell you like, Oh, if you buy a $50 bottle, don't put it in a Coke because if you buy a $50 bottle and you think it's shitty, sure. Throw it in a Coke. That's going to happen. But these are just a couple drinks that we're going to talk about. We have two recipes each. Both of us have the same first recipe. We'll tell you how we make them. Give them a try. Dick lay it on me. All right, so like you said, our both of our first ones are the same, but I I do actually drink cocktails quite a bit. Um, I like tequila <laughs> cocktails. <laughs> um, I like tequila cocktails. I like vodka, um, whiskey, obviously, but that's typically where I stop. I don't get too too fancy with you know the gins or anything like that. So cognac, once in a great while, but mine's an old fashioned. And my old-fashioned, I actually do um, a solid piece of ice. So I do a solid piece of ice, but start with some bitters. Um, I take uh, cherries and the like bourbon-soaked cherries and oranges, so freshly cut oranges, muddle those together with a cube of cubed sugar. You can do brown sugar. Um, it's actually it's a little bit better. 
and muddle that together and drop some bitters in there. And you're going to kind of mix that around. And for muddling, people don't know what muddling it is. It's basically smushing it all together. And then I'm going to go and put the piece of ice on and then pour in the <clears throat> bourbon and stir it all up. And then I like to do something a little bit special. You don't have to. I actually like to peel the rind off of the orange and I have like a little butane lighter and I squeeze the rind of the orange over it up. (laughs) I actually have a drink at my house called the Smoked Old Fashioned and that's how I do it. Gordon Ramsay's getting an erection somewhere in this world right now, buddy. A butane. Okay. It's pretty fun. I can make fire with my fingers. Well, unlike my mad scientist, Les Miles buddy over here, I'm going to keep it simple for you, man. Okay, I'm going to give you the old-fashioned recipe that I've made over 100 times. I did not come up with it myself. I'm like everybody else. I YouTubed several, came to this basic one. Okay, this will get the job done. You want to get into the old-fashioned game, or let's say you want to go Ryan Gosling crazy stupid love and you want to impress the girl and put something together this will also do that and then i'll tell you ways that you can make it a little bit more fancy all right you go to walmart or you go to the liquor store and you get bitters we've all seen it it looks like a worcestershire bottle (laughs) it has the white label you can get yourself the original bitters and you get yourself the orange bitters okay i like it so far you get yourself some simple syrup. I'm a simple guy. I'm not doing no muddling every time. Okay. So that's the third ingredient. And then the fourth ingredient, grab yourself an orange if you really want one. Okay. You take those ingredients. You get your bourbon. Usually I will go with a rye bourbon just because it's a little bit sweeter. And it's it's almost 90% of the time Zazerac rye whiskey. You get the orange bitters, two dashes. You get the original bitters, two dashes. You get a tablespoon of the simple syrup. Pour that in. You pour all that over ice. I'm going three to four ounces of bourbon. You stir it all up, and then you pour it in a glass. Okay? You want to get a little bit more fancy, you can do the ice block. The easiest way to do the ice block I found and Dick will chime in. I'm sure he will in a second. I found an old cooler in my garage. You know, the little four or five beer cooler that you take to the the Little League games, at least I do. And then you fill that up with water. You put it in the freezer. And then it, it forms a clear, big old ice block. Take it out. Let it melt about an hour. And then at that point, you'll be able to take the knife, put the lines in it, chop blocks, throw them in the freezer. You have them when you're ready. Okay. The last thing you need to do is, what did you call it? You like to take the, the what did you call the orange peel? Oh. Uh, fuck. The rind. Oh, the rind. You take the fucking orange peel. You take a little orange peel. All right. Squeeze a little zest in the glass. Trace it around the rim to get that flavor. Throw that orange peel in there. Now you have a nice fancy ice block. You have a nice looking orange peel. And you have yourself a delicious old fashioned. I, the, the cherry thing, 
I'll get it at the bar. At the end of the day, you're getting a bourbon soaked cherry. That's it. Whether you like that or not, you throw them in, you don't throw them in. I'm a simple guy, simple old fashioned. It gets the job done. And I think it goes back to do you like cherries? If you don't like cherries, I'll put the fucking cherry in there. Also, if you're using a rye, you're always get like to Kurt's point over here. You're already going to have a sweeter drink. You probably don't need to add that extra sugar in there. Otherwise, that's all you're going to taste. I typically, typically like to have more of a, I like more kick. I don't like to muddle it down with sugar or, or sweetness in my drink, but it's it's kind of the flavor of the day, to be honest. I do yeah. like your your kind of pseudo redneck ice block situation. I'm going to try that. Dude, I think that, like I said, I did not create that. I want to say I got that off the tipsy bartender page. Oh. If I'm as it's hitting me right now, which is also if you want to see colorful drinks, go check out that guy's Facebook. They're, it's pretty neat. But yeah, I you know you do that and you've got ice blocks for you know the next ten old fashions that you make, and it does impress when you get some buddies over or like I said, Ryan Goslin impressing the girl. But if I'm watching football, it's just me. I'm gonna do the two dashes, two dashes, simple syrup, orange. I'm good to go. Yeah. I think that's a, you can't go wrong. Well, you know, you can do wrong, go wrong, do it an old fashioned, but there's so many ways to do it right. Yeah. My, my second one, I'm going to call my bougie pick is a little bit different. And from where we're, we've been going, I'm actually going to go with a whiskey sour. So this one gets super bougie. You need a cocktail shaker to do it this way. Pull up a chair folks. <laughs> so you're going to take some bourbon about two ounces, take a lemon, I like to do a whole lemon, um, cut it in half, squeeze it. If you have a lemon squeezer or like a lemon or lime squeezer, buy one if you don't. But if you do, use that. You do a little bit of simple syrup, about half an ounce. Um, and then this is where I, I don't use orange in mine, although this recipe does call for it. Um, I'll do some, maybe some orange bitters in there just to give it a little orange flavor. And then I take egg whites. You can buy them at the store. You can crack your egg own. Whites. Egg, egg whites. Egg whites. Okay. So you can buy egg whites in a carton, just try it, and then you're going to pour it in there, shake it all up with some ice, and then you're going to strain that over a, you can do it in any glass, I use a coupe, um, you can pour it into there, and the egg whites give it this nice nice like froth at the top, um, kind of like the head of a beer, and you're going to get a sweet, sour, beautiful drink. Yeah, you will notice some subtle differences between me and my friend Dick here. Yeah, so when is the I like the finer things in life. When does the protein shake like when does the protein powder go in that one? You don't need to, you have the egg whites, you're fine. I'm sure it's delicious. I'm just busting your balls. Uh I won't fucking do that. Like I'm not gonna take the time to do that, but if I'm ever at your uh, little uh you know experience I do have a full bar at my house, so then yes, absolutely. That's when I will try this. What was the name of it? Whiskey Sour. Whiskey Sour. Yeah. I'm going to keep it simple. Once again, simple guy. I literally have made one other cocktail besides an old-fashioned maybe in the last two years, and it was a Kentucky Mule just because of the simplicity. Two ounces of bourbon, some lime juice, like squeeze half a lime, get yourself some ginger beer at HEB or whatever store you go to, and then you can dick it up with a little bit of mint in there. Uh, I don't think I did the mint. I just did the ginger beer, the lime bourbon adds a little taste. If you want over ice done Kentucky mule. 
So, I mean, uh, you get a frothy beer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know so, how to make it fancy like you did. So while you're at HB, pick up the fucking mint and put a leave or two in there and try it. It's better with the mint. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm squeezing fucking toothbrush and toothpaste in through while I'm at it. Wait, you brush right. your teeth? Oh. I'm called for attacking my fucking hygiene, dude. <laughs> I was just trying. I was just trying to get you to say oral. <laughs> oh, as you can tell, we're on to the fifth class. Real fucking mature. <laughs> You ready for that fifth class? All right, let's let's mm-hmm. pick up our fifth class, but I really want to ask you this question because let's let's do a little whiskey sports combination here. We put some ingredients together. Old fashioned is a fine cocktail that you put together. So that got me thinking. What team in our era of sports has been the best put together? I won't get too specific. Any sports is on the table. Any team, college, pro. If you're talking college, you're not going to have the free agency factor. So, you know, you can't go Miami Heat, LeBron James, Bosch, Wade. But if you do go pro, that's that's definitely on the table. So, Dick, lay it on me as I pick up glass number five and begin to sniff it. We get like Ooh. nut caramel. Ooh, see that's, that's a bourbon. Three. That's why that's three. a bourbon right there. Vanilla. Yeah, that's all. That's all the good stuffs. Oh yeah. So speaking of all the good stuffs, in one glass at one time, it's hard to find. It's rarely put together, and when you do, when it is, it's a dream. So, it's a dram. All right. So if you talk about a dram of dreams, I'm going to go with the original. The one and only, the 92 Dream Team. Okay, okay. Continue. They're the first ones to first time the pros were able to play in the Olympics. They went in there and they, and we can go back and forth on the whole last dance special and how they tried to make, you know, Larry Kukok or whatever the fuck his name was look like this all star to be that was going to put the entire Bulls team out of, out on the streets. And they just demolished him that first game, and then he won their respect the second game. Nobody thought that the uh, the dream team was going to lose. Yeah. Nobody thought that. Like they went in hands down's favorite. They tried to make it a little bit more, you know, have that little internal dynamic with the Bulls and Kuko, you know, later be on the team as part of the other championships. But how could you not say it's the best team ever? Yeah, and that was the whole like Isaiah Thomas wasn't invited, which would oh, just. You know. I had no idea about that till I watched that did i watch the special and then how he's still bitter about it and and it's like jordan still hates him to this day yes yeah i mean there's no, i have no arguments that's a hell of a team minus christian leitner who at the time was obviously the peak of college basketball you know what i won't disrespect him i he just gets that unfair knock because you could have had an isaiah thomas you know but instead you had Christian Leitner, whose pro career didn't turn out anywhere good near for him. successful. Oh, yeah. Free fucking ride. Did have the good old Carl Malone. Yeah. Carl Malone. He's also on that Jordan documentary where it's like, well, you know, what do you want me to do? I was a bad guy, too. Yeah, you were a bad dude, but you lost to Michael Jordan. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I'm going to go college football. I'm going to go. I don't want to hear the debate. I don't want to hear. Oh, what about USC 2005? I don't want to hear it. The best college football team of all time. So let me ask you, who do you think of when I say that? The best college football team of all time? I don't know. There's so many, and it depends. I'm going to probably... Shut the fuck up. I'll tell you the answer. One of the early 2010s Bama teams? Um, Probably not. Shut the fuck up. It was the 2001 Miami freaking Hurricanes, dude. Some bad mothers. Yeah, six All-Americans, 38 total draft picks, 17 first-rounders, okay? You had Dorsey. You had Clinton Portis, Willis McGahee, Shockey, Andre Johnson. You know, that was on the offensive side of the ball. You had Vilma. You had Wilford. You had Ed DeMann, Hall of Famer, Reed. And then... You had these dudes who didn't contribute to that team, but they went on to have a little bit of success. People by the name of Kellen's Winslow, Sean Taylor, Antrell Roll. I mean, and Sean Taylor. That's that's a heartbreak right there. Don't don't get me too emotional right now. Okay, we are on our fourth, fifth glass. I know, um, dude. But no, I that one's. I mean, that USC team that people could try to compare it to. If you throw a 70s team at me, I didn't watch them. I can't tell you. I saw the 2001 Miami Hurricanes, which if there's not a bullshit pass interference call the next year, they go back to back. And it was a bullshit call. A hundred percent. And I would argue that reignited the Ohio State dynasty, which I hate today. What dynasty? Had two, they've had two national right. championships in 20 years. Okay, let's the Big Ten Ohio State dynasty. They do own Michigan, I will give them that. All right, yeah. back to this. I will ask you this though. Okay, shoot. How are they better than the what convicts versus Catholics with the 92 team, 91 team? Ooh, 80, 89. You don't okay. remember the year, right? Yeah, okay. That's the end of the argument. You remember the 2001 Miami Hurricanes. Because I was watching football then. Okay. Ken Dorsey, one of the most underrated quarterbacks of all time. Goofy, scrawny, geeky, may have been. I don't know if he was a walk-on. I'm going to make the story even better and say he was. But was the mathematician, you know, just ran that offense and all that talent could anybody have done it maybe <laughs> but he did it pretty damn good um but yeah i just the names i just said and that's because i'm forgetting a bunch you know so yeah I, if i if i go teams collectively ever put together there's other pro teams i mentioned the miami team you know we had a hockey segment, the Colorado Colorado Avalanche. Can we just drink this thing? No. Dude, I'm like living inside this bottle of my nose. It's all the goodness. Keep it up. Stanley Cup. That's what she said. 
Yeah. And, you know, that's college. There was pro teams that you could have gone with. I mentioned the Miami team. I could have really gone hockey nerd on you and said the 2001 Colorado Avalanche team. But when I was thinking of the segment and putting it together, that was the first one that just kind of stuck out. I like the way you went dream team. That was a very good answer, though. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I, I had, that was an easy one for me. Definitely easy. Okay. Back Can to this number. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. I've got, I'm getting the classics. Vanilla, oak. Stop Buffalo, though. Little, little bit of berry. Going in on the taste. Got the syrup on the on on the tongue. Fruits. This is a classic bourbon. Mmm. Guys, a good smell. I'm going to go wild turkey too. And if this is like, if this is Jim Beam, I'm going to be so pissed. Or so happy because you're going to get a deal next time you go to buy it. That's although, true too. Although wild turkey, the bottle I bought was like $16. So, yeah. So, like we said, we bought airplane bottles, wild turkey. We got, what is that, the $750? $750. Yeah, I think it was 16 bucks. Solid whiskey. Yeah, and that was actually cheaper than the Wild Turkey 101 like bum bottle. I think the bum bottle of 101 was like 21 bucks. <clears throat> that Wild Turkey 101 is good though. Mm. I, I try to keep a bottle of that. So we gave uh, to my buddy. We're gonna get him that six sixer put together. Nice. I'm gonna go three on that one. That one's good. Now the only thing I'm nervous about. Well, for one, we haven't. We've had the same answers on each one. Which I had a feeling that was going to happen. Yeah. So we're both either going to look like we're we, full of shit. <laughs> we were different on our first and third. No, first and second. I put Evan Williams number one. I put Jim Beam. Okay, so you have Evan Williams number two. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to say this is like a three and a half out of five. I won't go three and a half. I'll say three. All right. All right, as we're getting to the fourth dram segment of the show, Dick, what is the wife bitching about this week? What the fuck did you buy? So I'm going to say this week she's not quite bitching about anything yet because I haven't gone to specs. My new rotations to hit them up on Wednesdays because allegedly when they're getting trucks. Here, good to know. I think it's everywhere, but I think they're coming out of the distributors like on Mondays. The trucks hit out of Houston, and then they're getting to the uh, stores here in San Antonio Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, The big thing, though, I am eyeing right now, and I talked about it a little bit, Oh, was the Midwinter's Night Dram. That's that's my goal. That's my goal. That's going to be another $100 bottle, and we already talked about in our first one. I picked up the Sam Houston 14 for $100. So... Yeah, might be in trouble twice in two weeks. What's what's the most you're paying for that? Well, if I can find a retail, it's going to go for about a hundred. So I'm not paying probably more than one ten. So you see it for one fifteen? You're not grabbing it? Um, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I'd play like twenty five for it, but I saw it on I saw it on one of those bourbon um, 
site or bourbon Facebook pages today. And it was listed $99.99 in awesome. like Ohio. Well, I'm continuing to strike out, but I am pretty confident in the one that I'm going to grab this week. You've had it before. Going to have a little get together with some buddies. We're going to break this one down, and it is Old Forester 1920, a solid $54.99 retail. I'm excited. Yeah. I've heard good things. She was kind of bitching about all these little fucking airplane bottles that I had to go get. And then, of course, you're not going to find an a airplane bottle of Buffalo Trace. Luckily, I was able to find the mini for $17. Uh, so, yeah, there's a little griping there, but not too bad. Was it the 350 Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to grab Old Forester this week. I'm going to continue to search, man. If I see something, I'm going to grab it. I haven't turned anything down other than the smoke wagon that we discussed that I've been like, oh, kicking my ass. So I'll just keep my head on a swivel. Let's go. Number six, man. We've yet to say Buffalo Trace. So if this is not Buffalo Trace, which I know exactly what's going to happen. Oh, this is I'm Buffalo. Gonna... Oh, okay. I can smell. It's, it's so awesome. rosy and sweet. It's so rosy and sweet. It's Buffalo. Mm. Ooh, I got cherry. Cherry right off the bat. This is that classic 80 proof. What people say, oh, it's an easy sipper because it doesn't have proof on it. It's more watered down. But there's something about that Bat Mashville, man. You sipped it? I did. That's Buffalo Trace. That's classic Buffalo Trace taste. I'm going to have to go back. I'm going to start doing this. Then you're more than welcome to join me. I'm going to go back through each of them. I've got to taste them each one more time because... I'm pretty confident in saying that five and six are definitely buffalo and wild turkey. Mm, that one is good, but I've, it's got a little bit of a watered down taste to it that doesn't remind me of buffalo. It's 80 proof. It's been a while since you've had BP. Buffalo's 90. You are right. It is 90. Yeah. I know my fucking trace, bitch. So it does have that watered-down taste to it. It's not bad. It's just super smooth. All right. Now I'm all fucked because now I'm going backwards and there's... (laughs) I'll do it. Oh, man. Number four has like... Number four has a... I just stepped in a... Volkswagen buggy in the 1980s sent to it. What the? That's rough. Oh, dude, that is a used car. <laughs> Hold on. Ooh. Ooh, four was bad. Let me go back to six. So with six, I get vanilla candy. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I drink three again. That's Jack Daniels, baby. There was no point in that, but it was... I I realized, I just had an epiphany. I've had six glasses, and I just tasted Jack Daniels again, and it was so freaking good. <laughs> like, it's delicious. 
Holy shit. <laughs> I get a lot more wood on number one than I did in Pit Pass. Hmm. Dude, take a whiff of number four. That is th- freaking me out. No, I just tasted it. I just tasted it. It's it's super light. I mean, it's got a good nose on it. Okay. Okay. Give me the proof on Evan Williams again. Eighty six. Okay, give me the proof on the Jim Beam. Eighty six. Oh shit. Okay. Well then I'm gonna keep one and two because I was gonna say I thought number one had a little bit more heat than number two. Oh, so I'm, are you are, are you going Buffalo Trace number six? Yep, all day. You know what? Just to make things interesting. I'm I've also had Buffalo Trace in the last three weeks, so the palette is more there for me. I'm gonna say Buffalo Trace is five. Just to make things interesting. So you're wrong? And I'm going to say Wild Turkey is six. And I'm going to go. Hold on. Don't open it. Because I, I want to give you my. Do we want to do favorite to least? Or do we want? I think that's what I already did with my rank, my ranking. So for my least. My favorite is six. Six. Five. Four, two, three. Okay. Four was last for me before I took the used car sniff. I'm going five, six, three, one, two, four. Three's in the middle because I know that's Jack Daniels. Let's see. Jack Daniels is my least favorite whiskey ever. Yeah. You also like to muddle and froth your drinks, but no judgment zone. That I do. All right, ready? ready? Yes, fucking open it up. All right. Go down the list. What's one? (laughs) If you can't, because you can't see me, I'm making faces right now. I see that. All right, number one. Yes. Is Evan Williams. Fuck yeah. Number two is Bullet. Okay. Number three is Jack. Not so. Number four. Is Jim Beam. Okay. Number six is Wild Turkey. Fucking A. Number five is Buffalo Trace. I knew it. So I actually like Buffalo Wild Turkey a lot more than I thought I did. So I accomplished both things tonight. I identified the wild the Jack Daniels. And yeah, I I there was just something when I took that last. I know I said to make things interesting, but that I just didn't get, I got a little bit more watered down taste on the wild Turkey. What's the, and the proof on wild turkeys, what? I think it's 90, 90, right? Nope. It is 81. Right. Okay. So I knew it had a lot. It was a lot more watered down than five. And that was the reason I switched it at the end. So, I accomplished it. The only two things that I got wrong, which it really doesn't bother me because they were my last two on the list, was the Jim Beam 
and the bullet. Bullet would have been number two, which was my second to last, and that <laughs> the used car was the uh, Jim Beam. And if we're, it's Jim Beam. Extra rare, extra something. Extra don't, yeah, you know. Jim Beam extra aged. Yeah, extra aged. All right. That one. Yeah, um, I'm very happy about that. I get, I did, I was two for two on the things that I had guessed. So buy this. I like wild turkey, buffalo, Jim Beam, bullet, and Jack. Take a big gulp of that Jack Daniels right now. No. Tell me, do it. Now that you've had six glasses in you. Mm-hmm. I haven't finished them all. Take it down, Dick. Oh, dude, I just smell candy and like hard candy, like Jolly Rancher. I have finished two of these glasses, Buffalo Trace and Jack Daniels. You're right. I mean, once you... It's sweet. It's still got that charcoal right. after. But, but it's late. It's 1.30 in the morning. You're at the bar. It's cold outside. Oh, so good. Oh, fuck. And yeah, going back to the Buffalo Trace, which I just finished the glass. More fruit. A little bit stronger than six, which was kind of the tipping point. I had a, I had a taste of six. that just gave me too too much water for for classic buffalo, but I'm I'm pretty damn happy. So I want to say I'm not happy, but there's I nothing am happy. wrong with wild turkey. There's no, nothing wrong with wild turkey. I know, but I think where I'm more disappointed in myself is I kind of pride myself on liking proofier stuff. And I sat there and said, oh, I like the smooth stuff. I like the watered down wild turkey. And really because maybe it's because we had such harsh things and I was like, oh, finally something that doesn't taste like fucking you know, ethanol, but I don't know, man. I mean, I like Buffalo trace. I'll tell you between Buffalo trace and Weller's green label. I drink Weller all the time. It's a lower proof point. I think it's, it's 45. So it's 90, but I don't know. I think it's cause it's sweeter. It's smoother to me. Yeah, no. So, you know, if, if you get anything out of this wild Turkey, 16 bucks, not bad at all. It is a great bourbon to start with. I usually recommend that one first just because I don't want to do the cliche Buffalo Trace. And unfortunately, it's gone to the point where Buffalo Trace isn't always the easiest thing to find. Yeah. I think in Texas, you certainly can. Uh, you may have to go to two stores, if anything. But there is nothing wrong with some good old wild turkey, man. And at 16 bucks, if you're the straight drinker on ice... Coke, anything. I mean, it's that's a great classic bottle to start with and, and grab. So if you're enjoying a football Sunday at your buddies and you want to start it off, grab some wild turkey, man. I think that's nothing wrong with that, but Buffalo Trace ended up sticking true to form as my buddy Dick pours himself another glass just to confirm his decision. Well, what I did is I, I put a little bit of water in there, just open it up. Like you would water it down with some ice. I still yeah. like when we were talking about this. I wanted to live in that glass, just smelling it. Like I love the smell. Yeah. All right, Dick. As I'm watching this blowout of the Rams over the Bears, twenty-four to three, early in the fourth quarter, 
You ready to get over that goal line? Let's get there, Big Papa. All right. On the next episode, we're talking World Series. It could be over as soon as tomorrow. Could be a couple more games if it's going to be exciting. We'll get into that. We're going to talk the NFL trade deadline, which will be November 3rd. Usually it's a lot of excitement prior to some letdown. Not too many moves. Maybe this is different this year. And then we're going to do a little segment, just like the unwritten rules of baseball. There are some do's and don'ts of the whiskey game. And we'll kind of go into that, talk about some cliches to avoid or maybe some to take part of. And for my quote of the week, you best believe I'm going to feed off of that NHL segment that we did. And I'm going with the great Wayne Gretzky. I skate to where the puck is going to be and not where it has been. Meaning, if you got some challenges, look towards the future. Don't look in the past. Thank you for joining us to the next snap and to the next ram. Drink out, my friends. <laughs>